What's going on, everybody? You're here with another episode of Big Talk with Lizzie with your host, Lizzie the Gifted, y'all. I got a very, very special guest, not necessarily in the building, but on this little Zoom call. <laughs> My boy, college roommate, homie, Poppycock, a.k.a. Kenny Poppin. That's me. That's me. Say what's up to the peeps, man. What's going on? What's going on? I know it's just, it's been a while. I've been wanting to get on here. Finally get on here. I've been lagging. That's on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll be doing, because I do a pod every week. So, like, because I do a podcast every week, like, sometimes I don't, I don't really plan it. So, I'm just like, okay, I have so much other stuff going on. I'm like, okay, just, just record a podcast by yourself today. You know, I don't have time to, like, I don't always have time to, like, hit up people and coordinate stuff, but. Yeah, I know, for sure. Wait, and you're, like, going on, like, 30 weeks in a row or something like that? One. I just put out the 31st episode in a row. That's crazy. I to. But this ain't about me. This is about you. Poppy Cog is in the building. Kenny, tell the peeps a little bit about who you are and what's going on. Well, I guess uh, you kind of spoiled it. I mean, Poppy Cog, people call me that, or at least in our intramural team, the multiple scorgasms. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, basket. Right? <laughs> Rattling basket is dance move everywhere, on and off the court. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, but, yeah, so I guess, you know, the reason why we're not in the same room right now, so to speak, is because I live down in Southern California. So there's a big 500-mile difference in travel for us. But, uh, but yeah, so I, mean, I, I grew, grew up down here, and then – Transferred up after community college to go to Chico State. You know, that's where I met you. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Really? But, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, doing that now and uh, moved back down to Southern California, just, you know, on the grind now working and getting stuff done and just trying to live life. Where in SoCal are you from? I mean, I know, but for the peeps. Uh, so I, I'm from Temecula, California. So that's kind of like an hour north of San Diego. Mm-hmm. What's going on in Temecula? They got good wine, I heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Temecula is known for the wine country. I you know, got the Big Blue Wine Festival. You know, all the people go wine tasting. It's becoming like a huge tourist attraction now. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool to see Temecula grow because when I – I lived in Temecula my whole life, except for the time I moved to Chico. And I remember the time where, you know, there was like two or three traffic lights and, you know, the big mall, which it is now, it's, it was like a big herd of sheep out there. And so it's crazy, but it sucks at the same time because traffic's getting worse. Mm. Uh, It's a cool place. I really like it. That's the same as where I'm from, like in Walnut Creek, like, it's getting so much busier and stuff, and it's turning into, like, a little San Francisco. It's annoying. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I bet. I bet. We need to just move back to Chico. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good on. Have you, what's the last time you went back to Chico? Uh, uh, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, uh, probably October. Okay. Okay. October, I think. I don't even know, but I stayed yeah. with uh, stayed with Keith. Who else do need to have on the pod? But I stayed with Keith. Um, yeah, but dude, it's so weird being back there because, like, when I went back, the first time I went, that was the second time. The first time I went back was like depressing kind of because nobody not really anybody that was there that I knew and right and when I got there I was like oh I'm back home you know because I was so we were so rooted in Chico because we loved it and I went back I was like yeah I'm back home and I got there and did it for a weekend and then I left and I was like that ain't home anymore (laughs) and then like the second time I went same thing I was like I'm back home I can't wait I did, and I, you know, visited, and I was like, dude, 
the second time was better because then I realized, no, you're not, this isn't where you're at anymore at all. You're, you're, you're not here. This is not home anymore. Like I went back to our house. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is my house. This yeah. is my, it's not my house anymore. Like it's not our house. Someone else lives there. I'm like, there's my parking spot. Who's in my parking spot? It's like, it's not our place. Uh, and I, and I just drove around, you know, drove around the streets and went to our regular shops. And I was like, man, this just, it's, we don't, I don't live here anymore. It's not, I got to stop living in the past. Cause I was living in the past. No, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I went back up in, uh, December, uh, and that was kind of like right after the, the big fire ended. So it was, that was all kind of still happening. Uh, I went up there for a funeral and then like, I was just like, kind of like how you just described it going to like the, around the same places, uh, you know, driving by the house and like, you know what, we had some good times, but times have passed, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it happened and I'm glad it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have stayed another year for sure. Like I, I almost wish I did, but yeah, you know, it was so fun. But yeah, like, man, I feel like, so there's a quote that my, uh, that Laura told me. Mm-hmm. It was living in the plot, living in the past will make you depressed. Living in the future will make you anxious and living in the present is where you want to be. Mm. I was I like living, that. that was for show. Just what do you think of that quote? First of all, I like that. Cause it's, uh, I mean, if they give you live, live in the past too much, you're not looking at the future. So you're not looking, uh, you know, if you set goals for yourself, if, if you see yourself say like, you know, five, 10 years, you're not really focusing on, on that. You're just focusing on, yeah, a couple years ago, I was at the bar with my buddies and this happened and you just keep telling that story over and over. And then like, you know, sooner or later, you notice that like the people you're hanging out with are, are kind of moving on and you know, they're, they're making great strides and here you are, you're just, uh, you're, you're living in the past. You're talking about bar stories and stuff, but like, you know, they're, they're buying their house and stuff. <laughs> or, or, or the, the, the people who see, I didn't peak in high school and I don't think you did either. Right. No, no, I got the high school wasn't, I mean, I had fun, but it wasn't not my peak. And yeah. Yeah. All the people who in high school were super popular, they were super dope or whatever. I mean, most of the people from my high school who were like the top dogs or whatever now are like not doing shit. Damn no. Yeah, no, that's actually, it's, it's funny that you say that because I uh, actually, I just went to Starbucks this morning and I saw someone from high school and they were kind of like, you know, like, like you were saying, like top dog, you know, whatever, like total jock, you know, most popular person, I guess you could call it whatever. And now it's just like, I guess like we, we are really on the, all the same level. Like <laughs> no one's like really better than, than, than themselves or just, you know, trying to be more popular or, or whatever. It's just now you're out in the real world. You're all on the same level. Right. What's the real world even mean? Honestly, I don't even know. I feel like just, <laughs> I, I feel like it's just everyone says that. You know what? No, this is the real world. The real world is everyone trying to fake it like they are in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the real world. <laughs> Bro, that's the best definition I've heard. That is, so you said everyone's just faking it, basically. Basically, I mean, they say after you graduate college, you're in the real world, but I mean, I must be fake it, I guess, because I have no clue sometimes what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You know, that's a a really cool, I think that's a cool definition, because when you're in college, I feel like a lot of people be faking it too, because you'll, you know, the big thing is like, what are you going to do after college? And if you are having that conversation with someone and you don't have a good answer, that you think will impress them or that you're going to be cool with, you're not going to feel good about yourself. So most people just make some shit up. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm probably going to go, rah, rah, I just went to the job fair, rah, rah. like, <laughs> you just say that you don't know because you don't. No one knows. Like, I was like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So Make it till you make it. That's what, oh, man. <laughs> I know. But that's what everyone does. And then when you're in the real world, it's like – to me, like, to me, like, being in the real world, I think that just means, like, not having, 
a security blanket of school. Cause when you have school, like you kind of just have a big excuse in my opinion for why this was, hold up. This is my reality. The reason I, I say I didn't make it in music then, or I didn't make it big, or I didn't get rich, was because I had school and I was kind of using that as an excuse. And it was like my security blanket. And I was excited to have that stripped away when I graduated because I really wanted to just focus on me. But like, to me, the real world is like, you don't have anything like that. Like, if you don't have anything protecting you from actually like paying bills or living like, like really taking care of real responsibilities, then you're in the real world. Right. Right. Yeah, I love what you said. Like everyone in the real world is doing what you said. They're faking it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so we've been in the real world. We graduated in 2017, right? Yeah. May 2017. Yeah. Okay. I forget. But uh, like, what's like the real world been like since you've graduated? How is it? Um, you know, it's been interesting. A lot of lessons, I, I guess I could call it. And I, I feel like it's, uh, maybe a lot, a lot of it has been maybe a continuation of my learning or college, whatever you want to call it. Cause I, you know, like right when I graduated, I had a job, uh, as a financial advisor and I did that for, oh, let's see, maybe about eh, nine months, nine, 10 months, something like that. And you know, I, I really liked it cause you're doing financial planning for like small businesses, uh, families and things that would really make a difference for them. And just kind of even teaching things that they had no clue about that they're like way better off than they were uh, before we, we talked to them and have that conversation of financial planning. Uh, you know, even what financial planning doesn't even include just finances. It includes, you know, what happens to your family, you know, after you're gone. And it's, it's kind of surprising to see how, how many people aren't at that point when they should be. Um, and it's cool to see the people that are at that point when they should be, uh, so vice versa. But, but yeah, so I did that for a while and I, I really liked the work that I did there. Uh, but ultimately I just figured I had, it was my time to move on. Um, it was a lot of client acquisition. So, you know, I, I, uh, honestly, I'm just not that great at it. Acquiring clients, you have to build your own book of business. So, I mean, that's hard in itself. So, you know, I figured I, I could put my skill set uh, to a better use at more of a, an operational um, kind of business budgeting financial analyst uh, type of, of position. So that's where I am now. Uh, so right now, you know, I'm working at, a, at a, the big Chonga Resort Casino down here in Temecula and going to be transferring to a business analyst uh, pretty soon here. So... That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, it's a big casino resort. You're going to be a business analyst for that resort? Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed still. Fingers crossed, but it's in the works. <laughs> valet? Yeah. Bro, you went from valet to freaking business analyst. Yeah. Well, and it's, that's how I uh, kind of got my foot in the door, because it's really hard to to get one of those, like I guess, quote-unquote professional jobs. Uh at that place without getting your foot in the door. So that's originally why I did it. And you know, I, I had fun doing like valet too. You know, I met some great people. Um, some people I'll probably know for a very long time and drove some cool cars, had fun, but you know, not going to work at the same place, but in just regular hours, Monday through Friday, don't have to work, you know, swing shifts or anything like that anymore, but it's all in work still. So we're not, it's not hundred percent, but we're, we're hoping it, it gets pushed through pretty soon. Yeah. Hey, you, you, did you meet some pretty famous people or did you see some famous people that you drove for? Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, the, the Lakers were there actually. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so I guess they do, they come there every year for their, they do like a charity gambling event, uh, and things like that. Uh, autograph signing. Uh, and then, I think it's always like the weekend or the, like the day before their first preseason game. Uh, so, so yeah, they, they came through, uh, saw a couple of, of the Lakers uh, players. And that was pretty cool. The Lakers girls. Uh, Laker girls too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, uh, 
the coach. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. We still don't know for sure, but we're like ninety five percent sure because LeBron was there too, and you know, obviously, like I wanted to get a glimpse of LeBron. So, but I didn't get you know, a glimpse at him, but we were pretty sure that he was the one that landed in a helicopter on the golf course. <laughs> oh my god, he probably would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of mad at him right now. Why? I'm always trying to find ways to be mad at people, but because these pictures have been coming out of him sitting at the end of the bench with at least three chairs separating him from the next person, mm. I'm like, there's like a bunch of pictures coming out. Like when he's not in the game, that's what he's doing. Right. Like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what is that? He's kind of by himself. Well, he's just like isolating himself. Like, why does like, why does he need to do? I don't like that. Like, why does he need to be doing that? What kind of leadership is that? No, I can see that. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character because he he does a lot that you think like uh like does a lot in the community. It seems like and uh, kind of I forget what it's called, but doesn't he have the that school or yeah he yeah he did build a school for kids <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> it's like that but then like you, you have times when you're just like 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 you're just talking about not sitting with the team and stuff and it's like man what are you doing <laughs> yeah but he but you're right but then you think about like he's never like he's never been in any scandal built a school came from nothing right you know. That is true. Yeah. All the teams he's been on, except for this one right now, but all the teams he's been on, you know, are contenders for the title. He, he's a great player. but Yeah, you can't, can't not say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's not hate on him. Now, now I'm not hating on him. Yeah. I mean, we all, we all know the Warriors are probably the worst team in the NBA anyways. Warriors are killing y'all. The Warriors are killing everybody. They're number one in the West now. Okay, nah. let me ask you this. Did Kevin Gates go to your resort? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Gates? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see him. So that was the rumor, but... Oh, you didn't see him? Yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he was there because all the other people were, like, talking about it. Like, like uh... Like if you tipped or you know, whatever like that, but but yeah, so it was it was pretty cool. But okay, okay, so you didn't see him. Kevin Gates is my number one favorite artist. That's why, like, when I heard that he might be there, I was like, oh damn, I tell Lee, <laughs> bro, I would, oh, that would be amazing. Okay, so so let's talk about. Let me let me get a big talk question in here because I had I wanted to ask you a couple things yeah so so you actually actually already answered I was going to ask what you've been up to what are your next moves you already answered that you're about to be a business analyst that's lit what does that even mean by the way uh so I mean it kind of varies upon definitions uh depending upon where you work so like I'm not only working or I'm not only looking at the the where I'm working right now to be a business analyst, but also other companies, you know, like uh, defense contractors and, and things like that. But I think the overall general definition would uh, kind of be like a business analyst uh, analyzes business trends. Uh, so like, for example, if it's a kind of like a retail company analyzing business trends over the different seasons. So obviously like if you come around like Christmas time or the holidays, it's obviously going to get a lot bigger. Um, and kind of predicting what the, the business needs are in those different times. Uh, so whether if it's at like a you know a place that has concerts or uh, venues for different uh, entertainments or parties, you know big business conferences, whatever it is, uh, that's so you need to like allocate how much does this uh, event need? Uh, what do we need to do for this? Uh, and then like if it's a big company with like different departments. It's analyzing the different departments' trends and creating a budget saying, okay, here's your money for this quarter, this year, whatever it is. You, you get to spend this this quarter. This is your budget based upon what we think the business needs are. Gotcha. So I guess that's, I mean, 
it's a little, it's, I guess it's a little complicated to depend upon what company, what size, what industry they're on or what industry they're in. But, but it's something that I kind of, I really enjoy. I know, uh, I, I really like business development, uh, kind of jobs and, and things like that. Remember our last class? I thought it was just about to talk to you about that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, like class again. Uh, it was, what was it? it was the what the senior seminar class or something like that that all business majors took. Well, that was one of the worst classes I've ever had. <laughs> I loved having you in it though, but I just yeah. <laughs> it was so boring. I was clueless the whole semester, bro. But it sounds kind of like what you're doing. Yeah, because you remember, like, our final project, what we did, like, we chose a business in the community and kind of, like, uh, analyzed their, their finances, marketing, everything that involved the business, and then we had to introduce yeah. one line or one strategy or something like that that would improve their their business. And we used as the whole, uh, whole like, spreadsheet uh, program and stuff like that. So at, at the time, it was, seemed, like, very monotonous. We're just trying to get it done. You know, group work, so you're just trying to, you know, make sure other people get their work done and stuff. And yeah, yeah. But now, now I look back at it, it's like, okay, like, that's actually useful. Like, you could really use that in a business. So, I mean, now that I look back on it, it's kind of cool. But during the process, it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel you. Well, back, I didn't want to do anything but feel me party and stuff. I didn't want to do anything but just kick it and party. Yeah, really, though. <laughs> Talk about, like, I want to know something. Talk about the relationship between what you're talking about, business development, business um, analysis, and, like, marketing. So that's my whole thing that I'm into. I'm into marketing and, like, social media and stuff like that. Right. Well, I think, like, uh, I mean, kind of related to what I was talking about, analyzing, like, business trends, uh, obviously that's, a marketing that's where or that's where marketing comes into play too because you need to know okay like what season this is what are people buying this season so okay it's it's a it's winter time so people are going to be buying jackets and coats and stuff like that so that's what we need to advertise um like, like maybe on like a different level uh say like more of an entre entrepreneurship level we can go as like um okay like what am i what is my product or what is my, what is my service going to be? Cause it's either, it's either going to be a service industry or a product and like service industry can obviously it's involves entertainment cause that's, you know, technically a service. Uh, but marketing to what the, the demographic of, of what you're aiming toward, what you're, uh, you know, saying, say, for example, like rap, so there's obviously a certain demographic of people that you you would want to market to, and there's a certain demographic of the people that you would not want to market to. So like it's a fine line of like determining where that demographic is, because I know like all these like Facebook ads and, and all that stuff. You can choose like where geographically you want it to appear and stuff like that, and I think that's that's where it's it's relatively difficult, I think, to pinpoint where to accurately use those ads because you don't know exactly where those people are. Like, you, you know the demographic of people like, okay, you know, ages X between X. Like, that's where I want to go. But like, okay, like, where are they though? So you got to figure out where they are, uh, which I think can be difficult. And, you know, going back to the, the business project we, we did in school, uh, like part of that was, uh, conducting surveys. And that's one thing that I've noticed about a lot of companies that I've seen um, after I've graduated. And it's like, they're thinking of implementing different stuff to make the business uh, more efficient or, you know, throwing out new products they think the customers will like, but like, how do they know that they're going to like them? So that's where I think surveys are just like, it's the most underrated thing you can do for business development. And I think maybe people are, I don't know, maybe they just, they don't want to do surveys because they think, Oh no, this is the be next best idea. I'm going to you know, just run with it. Everyone's going to love it. And then they do it and no one loves it. <laughs> so I, think, I, I don't know. For me, I, I just think that's, 
surveys, even though it just seems kind of a boring word, that's the, the, the most important thing that I think maybe a lot of people are, are, are missing. Right. Dude, like, no, I, I actually agree with you. I think that the concept of surveys, though, gets – there's different ways to do surveys in the modern world. Like, what I'm doing right. – so, so, what I'm doing is <clears> – so, I'm starting to create a video course that's teaching people how to produce their own music. And I got a recommendation to do what's called an ask campaign. So like you have like kind of like a sales letter, but it's not asking people to buy something. It's asking for their response. And it's like, Hey, you know, my name is so, you know, my name's Lee. I'm doing a, um, like I'm building this video course about teaching people how to produce their own music. You know, what is like your number one question for learning how to produce your own music, you know, and if you provide me your email address, like I'll send you a free copy. And so I basically got that, like copy pasted on a ton of Reddit threads. I went to Reddit because Reddit is like a great place for forms. I went to all these different music production threads and got like 70 or 80 questions back. And I got a bunch of emails. I got like 20 emails. And uh, from that, I can make my table of contents. Right for my course because then I know like, okay, I'm making my course based on these answer based on these questions and people are like, then when I email them and I'm like, you know, then when I email the email them, Hey, here's the course. They're gonna be like, Oh, here's my question answered. And another person be like, Oh, my questions. You know what I mean? It's like giving them exactly what they asked for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of time that's, that's the, that's what everyone wants. Like a, one person can probably speak for thousands of people. So it works for, you know, everyone almost. Right. So like that, that's like one thing. And then you can also do like, like when you're creating like a landing page to get people's email addresses, you can um, inst- like, okay. So to get people's email addresses, usually what you've got to do is you've got to give them some kind of value. Hey, I'm going to give you this, you know, these many tips on, you know, these many tips on how to do something, something, give me your email. A lot of times people are like, Hey, take this quiz, you know, and we'll send you results on something, whatever you can do that too. Like you can get people to opt in and then get them to take a quiz based on something. So that's another way you can survey, but I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surveys too. It's like, I think a lot of people think that it's just like, Hey, I'm going to stay on the corner or ask my, my coworkers or, or schoolmates or whatever, just, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Let me set up like a table in the common area or something like that and ask people, but it's like, there's so many better ways to do it. And you know, like you were doing like on social media, posting stuff on Reddit, right. just, there's just so many better ways to do it. And people, I think I just, I don't know. It just seems like a big miss to me for, for a lot of people. No, I, like I mean, you have obviously like a, a good grasp on, on that. Right. I never think about it though. Like I don't really think about like surveying people. Cause I feel like the conventional, like the conventional way to survey is like, you have like your questions and you're like, Hey, take this survey. Like you walked into my business to get something and I'm like, Hey, take this survey. And everyone's like, get the hell out of my face. Like that's the conventional, like what a survey is, but there's other ways to do it too. Right. Oh yeah. No, definitely. There's polls. You can do a poll. You can do, bro, on Instagram stories, you can have a poll. Hey, this, like on Twitter, you can do polls. On Facebook, you can do polls everywhere. Polls are, yeah, you're right. Like, now now you got me thinking. Like, you're right. That's definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, it boils down to, like, if you have a product or service you're trying to get out there and people don't like it, you're not going to make any money. And the whole reason, I mean, for most people going into business to make money, obviously, let's just I mean, be frank about it. Like no one's going to go into business a lot of times to, to not make money yeah. other than a few exceptions. But I mean, like Jesus, like you got to get your, <laughs> you got to know what your, your demographic, what, what, what your customers want to buy. So they'll actually buy it. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, that's something that you got to know. I mean, it's something you got to think about. I know like, you know, that, that whole, everything you're just saying, that's like what made me shift gears a lot in my career. Cause I was just a rapper a songwriter uh-huh. to figure out what a target market is. Number one and what they want as a songwriter is very hard. It's really vague. 
very like blurred lines when you're a musician. So I was like, well, first I'm going to produce my own music because I want to do it for me. But then I realized, wait, now that I'm producing music, it's easier to figure out a target market. Cause I'm just like thinking, okay, whoever likes these types of beats will like this beat. And then what they need is beats. So they'll buy them. It's so much more of like cut and dry, clear cut. And that's why now I'm like really heavily pursuing still doing music for me, like still hundred percent being an artist and all that. But that's why I'm way like more serious about pursuing being a producer. Cause it's just more clear cut in the business world, you know? Yeah. And how have you noticed, uh, like any social media, like is there, has, or has there been any change in your social media accounts since you've kind of gone that direction? Yeah. I mean, I think that because I've, because I can produce, I'm able, so my whole social media presence is all predicated on the value of my content. And because I became a producer, I was able to do, I'm able to create different pieces of content. So like, now I can make behind the scenes videos of me making a song from scratch. And those videos are my highest performing posts on Instagram I've ever had. Mm. More than a song. People are more into those than they are into hearing the songs and music videos even. Like people love seeing the behind the scenes stuff a lot. Right, um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that's true. It was funny, I brought up the social media because uh, I was somehow like on your Instagram page, like, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago or something like that. Mm. And I noticed how, how many followers you had. And like, I was like, damn, like, yeah, he's, he's collecting a, a following there. But now like I look at it now and it's, it's even higher. It's like a thousand or more higher yeah. than a weeks ago, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, bro, it's cool. Like, I, it's so crazy. Like before I had 10,000 followers, I thought that, so stupid like I thought that being like 10,000 followers was like entering a new realm of reality (laughs) (laughs) and like I woke up to the 10,000 followers and I was like I still poop the same (laughs) like I don't change and now I'm like at 11,000 and then I passed that I hit 12,000 and I dip back down but it's just like I realized like when you get into that it's not that different and then I look at all these other people who have 10,000 and you're like, okay, honestly, like people who have 10,000 followers are, are literally just, they're just, they're just serious about what they're doing. That's the only difference between like 10,000 and like a couple hundred or a couple thousand. Like if right. you have 10,000 followers, you're probably not always, not every time you're just probably, okay, this person's serious, but they probably aren't making any money. Like they might not be making any money on their Instagram account. I know I'm not. I'm not making anything on my Instagram yet. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that, you know, maybe like forty to fifty thousand followers, that's that's when you can be like, okay, they're probably making something, you know. And then it's weird because we're also in a world where like people have like a million followers or hundreds of thousands. Like they don't really have grasp of their following like their following doesn't really care you know Uh, it's going through like social media especially instagram because instagram is the hottest social media platform and instagram going through a big change right now that people don't really recognize yet but just the amount of likes it's not it's not about quantity anymore it's more about quality of what how do you know what people are saying like what are people saying what's the quality of a comment rather than how many comments can I get? How many likes, how many followers that stuff is starting to be less important. And it's more about like, okay, like what are people saying on your comments, you know? And so people who have like, like it's really prevalent with girls. Like I just talked about this yesterday with Melvin, like girls who have hell of followers and just post like nudie pics with really vague captions yeah. That are kind of honestly douchey. Yeah. And then they get all these comments and likes. They're not comments and likes from people who are actually going to buy anything from you. Right. Yeah. They're, they're just horny dudes. Yeah. People who actually care about what you have to say. They just want to see your butt. Yeah. Really? <laughs> when a company wants to pay you to sell a pair of socks or sell a shirt or sell makeup or sell detox tea. It's like, well, nobody on here cares. They're all just trying to see your butt. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, 
it's really going to, it's like, that's something I've recognized a lot. And so when I reckon, I mean, I honestly heard that on a podcast that I listened to. And since then I've been like, okay, you know what? Instead of focusing on how many likes you get on a picture or how many comments, try and make this post something that will get people to comment something. So I've been like, I write really long, really deep, vulnerable, meaningful captions with the hopes and try and get people to respond with like a long, like, Oh, I feel that. Or, Oh, I understand what you're going through. Like that's more what I've, so I don't really care about how many followers I have. Like I don't, it looks cool, but we're about to enter into an age where that doesn't even, it's not going to matter, you know? Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel like that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's cool that I have 11,000. Yeah. It's sick. And I can get more likes, more reach and stuff. But really what I think has been even more cool, which is really more behind the scenes is like people who I can connect with actually, like actually connect with them. And, and honestly, like, here's another thing. Like the cool thing about having the followers is like, if you connect, like if I connect with an artist who I actually want to work with, they're more inclined to work with me because I have so many followers. They're just like, that looks cool. Then they see my Instagram and I'm like legit and it's all legit. It does just look cooler and they want to work with me more. Same with producers. But I know what really matters. It's not the amount of followers. It's more about, you know, how much do people like, like and trust you and stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. And sometimes that's, kind of the sucky part of it because, you know, if you have someone who has, you know, 10,000 followers versus 100,000 and the person with the 10,000 followers is much more capable, much more talented and all that. And I mean, who knows? They might never get, get noticed. Right. Of that. Dude, and like a lot of the industry, like with music, the music industry conventional is all about quantity with their fans. So, so like the way the music industry builds their artists is quantity. And that's, you know, it obviously works for certain artists. Like how can we get you out to the most amount of people, but they don't even, they don't think about how to build deep relationships with fans. That's not how it works. Like most artists don't really know how to manage their email lists. Most, most labels don't really know how to run real good Facebook ad campaigns. They don't know how to, they know how, but they don't know how to, take a customer through like a customer journey. They don't know about none of that. Like they just are like, let's get you on the biggest playlists. Let's get you on the radio. Let's get you in this commercial. Let's just get you to reach as many people as possible. And like that also kind of thing is, that's just kind of like entertainment in its, that's a lot of the entertainment industry. So like, that's what a lot of people think they need to do to make it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's not, it's really more of like, it's really more of like, no, how can you garner like a deep relationship with people that, that if you want people to buy something from you, they got to like you a lot. They got to love you. And to do that, you've got to be able to be, you kind of have to put yourself out there frequently and you got to do it very directly. Like that's why I think an email list, that's way, I, I, I'm cool. If I have a 10, if I have 10,000 people on Instagram, that's great. But I would rather have like barely any Instagram and have a huge email list. Like, Oh, yeah, that's really more what I'm focused on growing is my email list because that's when you can really sell stuff to people because you're directly at them, you know. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's like so, the best way of getting contact with them. Yeah. So, anyways, so that that's my whole stance on like social media and like my social media. That's kind of where I'm at with it all, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. What do you think of social media? You don't really use it that much. No, I, I, I don't. Um, I feel like, you know, I have, I have, you know, the big couple, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on it a lot. <laughs> I, I just don't post it like a lot. Um, I, I, I try to get better about that sometimes just posting stuff. Uh, I feel like, you know, if I'm you know, having a good time with somebody, I, like it's, I, I don't feel a need to go post stuff like right away. I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, Hey, I'm taking a couple pictures. I'll, I'll go ahead and right. post them later. So maybe like, you know, some, some family or friends can you know see what I'm up to kind of thing. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I always mean to, and then I, I, just, I don't. So it's like, 
I'm, I'm horrible at it, but I'm trying to get better. So it's at posting. You mean? Yeah. Why do you? But I mean, does it really matter? It it does it doesn't to me. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I really think about it, I'm just like, oh, geez, like I don't, I don't care. Like like social media isn't my job. It's like it's not my thing. I'm not, I'm not really the greatest at it. Right. But uh, I like to like you know it, it's cool to stay in contact with the old friends or or family or or whoever it is. Meet new people. Um, so it's a good it's a good avenue for that. Right. Sure. And, you know, I, I like it because, say on Instagram, you can go in the explore uh, mode and you can look at, like, different people that you're not following or, or whatever, or friends with, whatever, and then you can see what they post. Uh, there's different categories now. Like, they, I always go in, like, the auto ones, you know, a bunch of cool, like, you know, car pictures or videos, off-road races, or they got, like, the IGTV now, uh, or, you know, I mean, you probably remember me. I, I can look at like dog videos for like an hour and a half straight. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like it. I really enjoy that for for that aspect. And like Twitter, I never like. I probably never. Maybe once or twice a year, I'll post something on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'll like stuff, retweet it if it's a cool thing. Uh, but I, like Twitter, I like because there's a lot of racers I follow, I'm a big follow of like racing so a lot of these big racers have Twitter accounts and they tweet and it's like it's a first person kind of I don't know if you call it like point of view or or whatever it's, it's coming from them it's not coming from any like media source or ESPN or anything it's it's kind of like a a raw first hand footage that you're kind of getting from that so it's it's kind of cool right. that I feel that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm in the firm belief that anybody could be, could build a personal brand on social. I'm on that. I, I really feel that way. And I feel that you can literally just build it with the purpose of being entertaining. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And I honestly feel like I kind of recommend everybody try and do it because yeah, really. I honestly recommend that. You don't even have to really do anything. Because, like, I've seen people who, huge uh, YouTube vlog, for example, have got over a million subscribers. If you have over a million subscribers, you are guaranteed making money just posting videos. Like, you're already making money. Yeah, it's crazy because there's actually a, a guy in Tunisia, I think he's, like, maybe 18, and he's a big YouTube guy, and... I mean, he has like his own house. He just bought out in like the big wine country. So like, the big estate, you know, has all these like nice cars. And, you know, so it's, it's very clear that he makes a lot of money at a very young age. Right. And so to think that there's something these days in this age that you can do that with, whether maybe like 15, 20 years ago, like that wouldn't like wouldn't exist. We wouldn't even think that would be possible to exist. And I think you know, I was thinking about earlier is that when we first talked about a couple months ago about like podcasts and stuff like that, and I remember you saying like, like, uh, like our conversations that we would have, you know, up in the house in Chico, like in the living room, it just like, man, I wonder like, if like people would actually like, hear this conversation, what would they think about this? Right. So, I mean, and that's another cool thing, you know, like, like the whole podcast thing. Um, I think, you know, personally, podcast is a, a variation of social media now because you can you know, share it wherever, uh, post it wherever, and anyone can start a podcast. So, I mean, it's yeah, easier than I thought. <laughs> I literally just started one, like, no, like, took no effort. I just did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's the crazy thing about it is it's like, I think maybe a lot of people don't know that all this stuff, it's like... You might as well, because there's a lot of p interesting people out there. You know, I, I feel like so there's a lot of interesting people that we'll never get to see because they won't try it. Uh, and a lot more interesting people that even are do doing it right now. So I know, I know there's, uh, man, you, you know him, um, Austin. We met our family friends, Austin. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's a cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. And he's just like the funniest dude ever. 
Oh, he's so funny. He has like the, the most positive outlook on life. Uh, and we're just, we keep telling him like, man, Austin, like, you got to start like, you know, like posting stuff on social media, you know, maybe like create a vlog and stuff like that. And cause I think he'd be like the perfect person to do that. He does all these cool things. It was like, you know, last week we went skiing, does jet skiing, you know, does everything. And it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. The skiing stuff. Yeah. He should, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. We're trying to. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Anyone can do it. There's so many different, channels and avenues to put stuff out you know what i mean like there's so oh, yeah. cool. the podcast thing is so easy you just go for anyone who doesn't know anchor a-n-c-h-o-r anchor.fm go and put that into your web browser look it up because that's that's how i upload like i upload all my audio recordings on there and then it pub i publish it and it puts it out to all the podcast networks, the iTunes one, Spotify, all these other ones. It's easy, bro. It's so, bro. And you know what else? The first couple episodes I recorded were on my phone. See, that's crazy. I just like, I thought about like, man, like I got to get like a setup. I got to get a microphone. Like, okay, what, what's this going to cost me? Nah. And like, when you told me that, like just do it on your phone, I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I actually had the recording set up, like, because I record music. Yeah. I still chose to go with the phone. Just because, <laughs> like, bro, one of my be- my most played episode up to date is called Taking Ownership, episode number two. Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was driving on the freeway, and I just started thinking and talking to myself. And I was like, bro, you know what? I'm going to turn my phone on record and record this podcast this will be my second episode and it's my most played it's in the car on the freeway so there's like <laughs> hella like white noise from the freaking cars driving and it's like yeah so like i don't know yeah there's always look people put up these reasons for why they don't want to start either because they're lazy or they don't believe in themselves or honestly probably just those two reasons and you got to like a lot of people don't understand how important it is to establish that. Like you got to really believe in yourself first before like, cause you can, you know, all the things are out there and everything, anything you want to know, you could Google or YouTube it, but it's really mostly just, you got to believe in yourself first. I know it sounds hella corny, but that's the most important thing is you got to believe in yourself first. Then after you believe in yourself, start Googling and YouTubing and reading books and start like watching other people that really do this stuff. And then you'll learn. But yeah, it's just like believe in yourself and want something like you got to find something you really, really want to do. You got to have like, you got to be driven by your goals. Like I really want to make a lot of money and I really want to help other people build their businesses. And I want to inspire people with my music. So like I'm super motivated by that, all those things. And that's like what makes me search the answers. So it's like believing in myself plus all that, now I'm a Google and YouTube everything, read some books. Yeah, that's basically the path right there. Yeah, it, it, it does sound cheesy until you believe it, you know, believe in yourself. Thing. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, I think that kind of goes entwined with, uh, you know, like, life is what you make out of it. And you know, I thought that was cheesy, too, until, you know, like, uh, when I was, like, kind of, like, in, not in limit, but, like, deciding what to do with my past job and stuff like that. I was like, man, like, I don't know what to do. And then it's, it's like, you know what? Life is good right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to change positions and have fun with it. And then like everything just like cleared up, like everything you do in life right now, I feel like is it's a total mindset and it's everything that you believe it is. So it's a, it's like whatever you think it is, it is. So if you think it's good, it's it's good, and things are gonna work out. If you don't think things are gonna work out, it's not gonna work out. Right. So it's just you know the total mindset of having that is just so important. Yeah, bro, you're so right. Honestly, man, I think that's a perfect way to close out this podcast, man. That is so well put by both of us. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate your time a lot. I really do. I. We've been meaning to do this. And when you get your podcast going, because you're lagging, you hit yeah. me and get me <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we're on. Yeah. 
I have one episode out, but I, mean, I gotta, need to get back on it. Yeah, but it's like a one-minute little intro. That doesn't count. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. I know, I know we always have good conversations. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, you could uh, go cook some lunch in your rice cooker. <laughs> My dad already did. <laughs> Bro, hold up. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, it's Pod Real. So, P A D and then Real as an R E A L. P A D? P O D. Pod real, all one word. Uh, yes. Miss you. You. Oh shoot. You have two episodes. You got the pod real, and then you got number two, a little of everything. Yeah, yeah. The first one was kind of like that minute and a half in the intro, what this thing is going to be about, and then the second one just kind of dove in. I did not even know that, bro. A little of everything. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it. Doesn't the title give it away already? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it right now. Oh, you already got started. How did you record it? On your phone or what? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, on my phone in my closet. Bro, keep recording. Do another episode. What you got to do, you just got to find topics that you like, that you care about, and talk about them. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, do it. Anyways, man, I appreciate your time. We'll talk again soon. Hit me when when you're ready for that next episode, and we'll do something. All right, for sure. Yeah, it's good talking to you. All right, Kenny. We'll talk again soon, playa. Thanks. All right, see ya. Hey, thank you so much for listening to that episode. I had a really fun time talking to my boy, Kenny. It was really a long time since he and I had checked in, and I'm glad that you were able to listen to it all the way through. If you've not already, please tell somebody about the podcast. I want to grow this movement. I've got no interest in using this to get commercials or sponsorships. I just want to do this because I love spreading positivity, and I really appreciate all of you for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Step up to the mic, boy, I'm a soul